0: Thanks, Ariella. My name is Alex Farthet. I'm a board-certified construction lawyer. Uh, and today we're going to talk about what to do if you forget to send your notice to owner. And I'll explain to you that all is not lost, uh, and there are still things you can do to get paid. Um, so let's get started. So on the agenda, we're going to go through what are the basic notice to owner and lien rules. So we everyone's on the same page about that. Um, And then we'll talk about whether or not you actually missed the deadline because maybe you fell within some of the exceptions in the lien law. We'll talk about the possibility that the job may be bonded by a bond that you don't even know exists and I'll tell you how to find it. Um, And then we'll talk about how to sue for theories uh, legal theories outside of the lien which would include breach of contract and unjust enrichment. That can still allow you to get paid so let's go through the basic notice to owner and lien rules so in order to have lien rights in most situations you need to send a notice to owner uh, no later than 45 calendar days from your first work or delivery of materials onto the site 45 days being the outside date with which Uh, Within which the owner or any other parties that are uh, that are supposed to receive it actually receive that notice. Um, So you shouldn't wait till the 44th day or the 45th day to send it because it'll be too late. You need to do it well in advance. Now, if you use uh, Sunray to do your notices and you and they can send it out by the 40th day, whether it's received or not, it's deemed delivered. So, using Sunray and getting it done early well before the 40th day, uh, is a great idea. Our advice to clients is either on your first delivery or once you sign your contract for the service or materials that you're going to provide to the site, whichever is sooner, you should have a process in place in your office that that's when you notice the job very, very early in the process. So step one, no later than 45 days, you have to send this notice to owner. The next step is within 90 days of your last work, delivery of materials. You need to record your claim of lien or serve your notice of non-payment if the job is bonded. And and the 90 days as well as the outside date. So if if you decide you're going to lean a job on the 90th day, then you have to prepare the lien and take it to recording all on the same day. Again, you should not be waiting until the 90th day. Um, You should be doing it Uh, well before that, and I would suggest at about day 60 from your last work, is if you haven't been paid, that's when you need to file suit, file an action in the courts no later than one year from recording your lien or one year from your last work if you're suing a bonding company. So notice there's a little difference there of up to 90 days between suing on a lien and suing on a bond, um, but the outside limit is one year, uh, after which your lien or bond claim are automatically extinguished. Some clients believe that they can re-record the lien, so they record the lien on January 2nd, 2016, so January 2, 2017 comes along and they think, well, I'll keep my lien alive because I'll just record a, another copy. That's not a, a thing to do. That that would actually constitute slander of title, uh, because the second lien is no good. You need to uh, keep that lien alive by doing one thing and only one thing, and that is to file a lawsuit to foreclose on your your lien no later than the one year. So uh, those are the basic rules. There's other time frames that apply generally. There are lots of exceptions to these rules, um, but this is the basics. So. Now let's talk about what happens if you missed a deadline or more importantly, think you missed a deadline and maybe in fact you didn't. So let's talk about when no notice to owner is actually needed. Um, So the first major exception is if you have a direct contract with the owner. So if you have a direct contract with the owner of the property, you don't need to send a notice to owner. You should still have a process in your office to send notices on every job, but you don't need one. So if you're a plumber and you do $3,500 worth of work for an owner um, and you didn't send a notice to owner, you're, you're okay because you still have lien rights because you're in direct contract with the owner. So anyone in direct contract with the owner doesn't need to send the notice to owner. The notice to owner uh, is not needed when you have a direct contract with the bonded contractor. Technically it's called a notice to contractor, but it's a similar form. Um, You should still send one, but it's not required. So let me give you an example. If you're the plumber on a project and your contract is with a general contractor and that general contractor has a payment and performance bond on this project, then you don't need to send the notice to owner, or in this case, the notice to contractor. The reason is is that you have a direct contract with the bonded contractor, and your recourse for non-payment is against the contractor and their surety bond. Well, they already know that you are on this job, so you don't need to send them another notice informing them that you're on the job. So we had a client come to us once. He was owed uh, about $70,000, and he said, Alex, I I made a mistake. I, I blew it. I'm I'm on this job for this contractor and the job is bonded and I uh, I didn't send my notice to owner. I said, well, uh, Manny, you don't need to because you have a direct contract with the bonded contractor and the job is bonded, so you never needed to send this first notice. He was ready to pretty much give up um, until he realized that he fell into this exception. Next, on bonded projects, uh, the 45 days to serve the notice to owner or notice to contractor does not start to run until you, act, until you have actual or constructive knowledge of the bond. Let me explain what that means uh, by telling you a story about another client who was a sub-subcontractor on a public project in Homestead. Uh, he, he did not send his first notice within 45 days of his first work on the job um he had a mistake in his office he was switching people uh administrative staff and they missed it they just totally forgot to send it the job went on for a little less than a year uh he gets he finishes the job he's owed about a hundred thousand dollars and he then um comes to us and he says alex i I messed up i didn't send my first notice uh the subcontractor remember my client is the sub subcontractor. So the subcontractor had filed for bankruptcy. Um, So we do some digging and we realize that the job is, obviously it's a public job, it's bonded, and the contractor failed to record a copy of the bond. So that means that we as the sub-subcontractor and everyone else on the job did not have actual or constructive notice of the bond because the contractor did not record a copy that like they were obligated to do. So that meant our 45 days didn't even start to run. So remember, we're now almost uh, about a year out from when he started the work. So what did we do? We we served a notice to contractor once we figured out that the job was bonded and we were able to obtain a copy of the bond. The next day we served a notice of non-payment on the bond. And then the day after that, we filed a lawsuit on the bond to uh, to get paid. The end result was that our client got all their money plus legal fees plus interest, Um, but they were willing, uh, they were ready to give up because they thought they missed that first notice. They fell into um, an exception in the lien law that gave them rights that they didn't even know they had. Let me give you uh, one little pro tip, it doesn't really relate to notice to owners, but Also know that when you are doing work on a bonded public project and you have a direct contract with the bonded contractor, so if you're the plumber on a bonded public job, you don't need to send that first notice. We talked about that because you're in direct contract with the bonded contractor. But you actually don't even need to send the second notice, which is the notice of nonpayment, because you have a direct contract with the bonded contractor on a public job. You should still do it there's no harm in doing it but do know that if you forget to send that first or second notice on a public job where you're in direct contract with the bonded contractor you still have rights the next thing that you want to check is if there is another bond that you can go after Um, so on most projects the general contractor Uh, is either required to or the owner requires them to get a bond on the project, a payment bond. But sometimes on certain projects, typically larger projects, not only is the general contractor bonded, but many of the subs are bonded too. So on very large jobs, um, most general contractors will have their subs bond back to them uh, so that the Plumber, the roofer, the glazing contractor, um, the structural uh, uh, contractor—they may give bonds of their own back to the owner and the contractor. If they do know that if you are below them, if you're a sub subcontractor or a material supplier to a sub to the subcontractor or to the sub subcontractor, not only do you have rights against the general contractor's bond but you may also have rights against the subcontractor's bond Um, so the question is how do you get your hands on it because that secondary bond from the sub is not recorded it's not a statutory bond so it doesn't get recorded in the public records Um, the best place to get it in our experience is to ask the contractor for a copy if you ask the subcontractor for the bond Um, they may ignore your request uh, because they don't want you to be making claims on their bond but the contractor who required the sub to get a bond and then therefore has a copy of it looking to protect not only themselves but their bond would be usually more than happy to give you a copy of the sub bond bond instead of their bond so As I said, you can ask the subcontractor for a copy, but I don't think that they're going to give it to you. But if you do send a certain formal written demand that's set forth in the the statute, um, and it says the right magic language, both the contractor and the subcontractor are technically obligated to give you a copy of their uh, payment bonds. Just remember that you need to be aware that this other bond may exist, and the importance of that is that if you missed your deadlines on the general contractor's bond, you may have rights under the subcontractor's bonds, which are considered common law bonds, so they're not governed by the same notice requirements that are in the um, statute. So you may not need to send a notice, first or second notice, if you have rights under this uh, subcontractor bond. So be aware that it exists, know to ask for it, so that you can protect yourself. So let's assume that either you've missed all of the deadlines or something went wrong and you cannot make a claim against either the general contractor's bond or a subcontractor's bond. Um, What other rights do you have? Know, of course, that these rights exist in addition to the rights to file a lien or to make a bond claim. So when we are asked to bring an action for a client that's owed money, We usually bring an action on the bond or the lien if we have that in addition we'll also sue for breach of contract and unjust enrichment so let's talk about what is a breach of contract action in essence it says that someone owes you money uh, because you had an agreement with another person or entity that agreement does not need to be in writing it's better if it is but it doesn't have to be so a proposal a quote an invoice with terms any other writing That describes what the terms and conditions are will constitute an agreement. Even an oral uh, agreement is still an agreement that you can sue on. You can say, My agreement was uh, verbal, we just had a handshake, and they didn't pay me, and I'm owed this money. Keep in mind, though, that the major defense that most uh, contractors, if you're a sub, uh, use is their pay when paid defense. So if they have not been paid by the owner and they have a valid pay when paid defense in your contract then even though you haven't been paid if they haven't been paid they may be able to defend your breach of contract action based on that pay when paid provision so you have to look for that early on let's talk about suing for unjust enrichment Um, the the legal theory behind unjust enrichment is pretty simple it's that you conferred conferred a benefit that's the enrichment part um, and you have not been paid that's the unjust part so if you can show that you provided labor or materials and that you haven't been paid you have an action potentially for unjust enrichment it's typically used uh, against a party that's further up the chain so maybe if you're a material supplier you'll bring an unjust enrichment action against the owner or the contractor but just know that if the party that you're suing for unjust enrichment has paid the money to somebody, even though you may not have the money, that would undercut your unjust enrichment claim. So let me give you an example. If you haven't been paid uh, for materials you delivered to a job site, but the owner paid the contractor, and it just so happens that the contractor ran off with the money, the owner has not been unjustly enriched, right? They they have your materials. That's the benefit that that they've received, but it hasn't been unjust because they paid the contractor, uh, and the contractor is the one that ran off with the money, not the owner. So in my example, you would not have a claim for unjust enrichment. So let's recap uh, and to go over what we we covered. So we talked about the basics. Uh, 45 days for your notice to owner, 90 days for your lien, and one year to file your lawsuit to foreclose, remembering that those are the outside most dates and you should, re- you should act much sooner than that. Uh, you should exhaust all available exceptions to the lien law, some of which we went over, there are still more. Um, that's why uh, construction law is so complicated uh, and, a, and a specialty in and of itself. So those are the main ones that I I went through uh, checking whether or not you even needed a notice to owner uh, or notice of non-payment. You want to check to see if you have a claim potentially not only against the general contractor's bond, but the subcontractor's bond. Um, And then you want to check to see if you can sue for breach of contract, uh, being careful with a pay when paid provision or for unjust enrichment. If anybody has any questions, go ahead and submit them now. Uh, know that we have a, a tool that's available on both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, which helps you calculate your lien and notice to owner deadlines. If you take your camera right now and shine it at your screen, either at the for the QR code for the App Store or the Play Store, it will take you right to the... Um, section of the Apple or Google Play Store so you can download and use the app. It's free and helps you calculate the notice to owner and lien deadline. You can also use the term the lien zone to search in the App Store